Hi, everyone, and welcome to Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the executive director of Raise for Rowan. We are the nonprofit organization that helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I want to thank everybody last week for continuing to stick with us, hopping on to listen to season three, episode one of the show, as we introduced a new format. Uh, That format was what we like to call Quick Hits, and we are actually doing another one of those uh, this week. Um, and basically what the, what the overall format of the quick hits segments are is it's little, uh, short bursts to kind of try and get you through the day. We will of course have our usual suspects. We will have Lauren join us when she has an opportunity. She's still over at West Virginia, the fighting Mountaineers. Um, she is heavy into her schoolwork, so we don't want to interrupt her there. We also will, of course, have uh, the Passionate Pastor segment. We'll have uh, Pastor Jim Ford of the New Day Christian Center here in Tonino. He will have extensive conversations about the, what the Bible says about certain aspects of your grief journey. Uh, and he is next week, so we will be introducing that podcast for the first time next week. We'll also, of course, have Bryn on at some point, and we will still have some really inspirational guests to be able to, to share with you. So look out for that. This week, we are doing another version of our quick hits. Um, And this week, what we're going to talk about, today's quick hit is on toughness, the concept of toughness, and the fact that you are the toughest person ever. So here's the thing. Over the last few years since working here at Raise for Owen, I have gotten to know dozens of people Uh, who have lost a child, most of whom are people that we have actually helped with their funeral costs and emotional support. But it's so stunning because what ends up happening is when you enter into this universe, uh, there are just people that become connected. You become sort of a magnet for people experiencing the same thing. Uh, Bryn will tell you that on her trip down to Arizona, she met three or four folks who unsolicited told her about uh, children that they had lost in their lives. It's just something that you end up seeing a lot of. And there is one common theme between every single one of these uh, individuals and these families who have actually lost a child, and that is their incredible toughness. Now, they will oftentimes not tell you that. In fact, some of them will actually bristle at the idea that they're tough, which I find hilarious because they are, of course, Uh, the toughest people I have personally ever met. They don't give themselves that level of credit because they feel, they don't feel tough. They feel like they're going through something really hard and they feel like a mess sometimes. And they feel like they are going through the grieving process, sometimes alone, sometimes with people around and it's really dark and it's really hard. But I will tell you from the outside looking in, these folks are some of the toughest people I've ever met in my entire life. And if we can can look at folks who have suffered that sort of loss or a loss of almost any kind that was sudden and, and blatant and just pick even a little bit of that toughness, uh, we will be a better society for it. Here's the thing. We never know the depths of our toughness until it's actually tested. And I can tell you straight up right now <laughs> that I have found that I am a powder puff. <laughs> but these angel families that I come across, uh, they are not. They are amazing. They are amazingly tough people. The ability to get up day after day, 
and fight through your grief and just be a living, breathing human being in the world makes you a winner from the beginning. So that would be my message to folks who are going through their grief journey at the beginning stages of these sorts of things. If you feel like a mess, if you feel like you are lost, if you feel like you are a crazy person who the world will never understand and who will never understand the world, that's okay. Because just the mere act of your waking up in the morning, breathing, putting clothes on and walking one step at a time makes you some of the toughest people on planet earth because it was not intended that you would have to suffer through this adversity. One of the other general themes that I have uh, gotten to learn in talking with a lot of our angel families is the fact that no one person's experience is completely singular. And Some people might look at that and think, well, gosh, we're minimizing their grief journey and their experience. No, we're not. To me, what that says is it brings comfort to your journey, that you are not the only one having to go through this. You are not the only one with this burden. It's why grief support groups and talking to therapists is so incredibly helpful to people who are going through really hard times because they come to realize that they're not the only ones that are going through it. Because one of the things that happens is, of course, the grief, but then there's the isolation. It's the idea that everybody's looking at you and and thinking the same thing. Wow, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And you are alone on an island and you are not alone. You can find groups that are also filled with people who are as tough as you. I do want to take a few minutes and highlight a few individuals and a few different stories that I think uh, illustrate toughness throughout history, going through adversity, going through incredible loss, and coming out the other side. And so uh, we definitely want to use history as a guide for how we can get through things ourselves. So I want to share a couple of really inspirational uh, individuals that I think can illustrate just exactly how tough you angel families are and how you can get through things with that toughness, even if you don't feel like it all the time. So the first uh, person that I want to highlight is St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton is the patron saint of grief. And I want to talk a little bit about her. She's also known as Mother Seton. She, again, is the patron saint of grief. Uh, She was a person in the late 1700s and early 1800s who experienced a lot of grief in her life. But she also was able to get through a lot of that grief and become a very profound person to the point where in uh, in the early 2000s, she was actually canonized as a patron saint in the Catholic Church. Uh, she is an incredible inspiration to women everywhere, but people in general who have lost somebody. So let's talk a little bit about St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Uh, She was born in 1774 in New York City. She was the daughter of a respected doctor and college professor. His name was Richard Bailey. And she grew up in high society, becoming a popular debutante. Uh, She fell in love with William Seton, whose family ran a successful shipping business and married him at age 19. 
They had five children, three daughters and two sons, and everything was looking exactly the way life was supposed to be for someone like her. It was going exactly to plan for someone of high society around that time. But then uh, William, her husband, became ill with tuberculosis, and the business continued to decline until it basically went bankrupt. So they went bankrupt, and in 1803, They attempted to travel to Italy to try and find a different climate for him because of his tuberculosis at the time. Uh, It did not work. Safe to say the conditions were really awful, and William's health continued to decline, and and he died two days after Christmas in 1803, leaving Elizabeth a single mother with five young children broke at the beginning of the 1800s. So we're talking a little adversity here. She did, just like many people I have come in contact with, Bryn included, one of the things that she experienced that many people do, have they have the blessing to experience, were friends and family. And that's the only thing that saved her at the beginning there. The friends of the Seton family traveled to visit her, took her kids in, helped her as much as they could. She then started a boarding house and a school for poor Catholic immigrants. But it also went out of business because she just couldn't get enough support. Uh, and then she was introduced uh, by a priest to a an archbishop in Baltimore, and that was when she started the very first U.S. Catholic school system, which grew under her leadership. She got 20 different schools founded by the time she died in 1821, and then that, of course, exploded and expanded uh, into thousands after after that. Uh, She was a part of the Sisters of Charity Religious Order. She actually founded the order in 1809, uh, and she was referred to as Mother Seton. And that group, the Sisters of Charity, continue their charitable work today by operating schools, hospitals, social services, and other things that serve a ton of different people. She had some really unique perspectives on grief, on getting through grief. Uh, She, of course, as we know now, was somebody who experienced a lot of it herself. Uh, The key to handling grief is to communicate often with God through prayer, she believed. And this is what she said, quote, We must pray without ceasing in every occurrence and employment of our lives. That prayer, which is rather a habit of lifting up the heart to God as in a constant communication with him. And so she was always, always thoughtful in prayer. She was always giving herself, even when she was experiencing loss. She actually became the first person born in the United States to be canonized as a saint in the Catholic Church in 1975. When she, when she was actually officially canonized, Pope John Paul said of her, quote, May the dynamism and authenticity of her life be an example in our day and for our generations to come of what women can and must accomplish for the good of humanity. So that is St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Some of you might have heard of the word Seton, as in Seton Hall, the team that uh, currently resides at a university, the team that uh, failed to make the Sweet 16 again. Thanks for killing my bracket again, Seton Hall. (laughs) But actually, Seton Hall was founded by her uncle, who uh, did name Seton Hall after her. So that's also another uh, little-known fact about Elizabeth Ann Seton. One of the things that is glaring about her journey and about um, her history is that 
she was able to take one step forward a little bit at a time. She suffered incredible adversity, and she was still able to collect herself and do amazing things. You are the same way. You can collect yourself and do amazing things. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't make yourself have to do it. Just operate day to day, operating in your angel's name, operating in the name of the, of the person you've lost, continuing to fight the good fight, as St. Paul would say, and you will be able to achieve great things. You'll be able to look back on your life and see that you did unbelievable things. One of the craziest things about the evolution of a person or the change of a person is sometimes the change can be so slow that we don't even know that we've changed until we one day stop and look back and realize that we just have. We've changed a ton. And as you're going through a journey, like a grief journey, one of the things that you will notice or may not notice while you're going through it day to day is that you are changing. You are different. You don't have as much energy. You're putting, you're, you're grittier, you're tougher. And one day you'll look back and you'll say, wow, look at what I was able to do in the face of all that in the name of my angel. I want to leave this quick hit by reading the excerpt from a book called The Hero Code, written by Admiral William McRaven. He, uh, he is, of course, famous for um, the gentleman who made the speech on the University of Texas's campus at their graduation ceremony about making your bed and the power of making your bed. If you haven't had a chance, uh, visit YouTube and just put in uh, Admiral McRaven, make your bed. It is one of the most inspirational speeches I have ever heard. Now, he started off his military career as a Navy SEAL, so he had to go through SEAL training. And he wrote this book called The Hero Code, which had 10 tenets of what makes a true everyday, everyday hero, not some superhero like Captain America that's unattainable, but real everyday heroes. And here's an excerpt from that book, because one of the chapters is on perseverance and how every hero, every everyday hero, needs to be able to persevere. So here's the excerpt. I am often asked what it takes to get through Navy SEAL training. Many young sailors think it's about the number of push-ups you can do, or how fast you can run, or improving your swim time. It's none of those things. I have seen the finest athletes in the nation drop out after the first week, and conversely, I have seen young men with just a little talent excel in training. The answer is simple. To get through SEAL training, you just don't quit. Period. That's it. So how do you persevere? We have a saying in SEAL training, take it one evolution at a time. As a prospective frogman, we start off as tadpoles in training and must evolve to reach our goal. These evolutions are individual events, long runs, open ocean swims, hours of physical training, each accompanied by pain, exhaustion, and frequent failure. The student who looks too far into the future often fears that he will have to endure more than he is able. If he sees the future as a never-ending series of obstacles, then the challenges sometimes seem too daunting to overcome. However, if you take each hurdle as it comes, not worrying about the next event, the next day, the next month, or the next year, then before long, one hurdle cleared becomes two, and two becomes three, and just like that, the task is finished. Life can be complicated at times. But the challenges you face are the same ones that billions of people have encountered throughout history. 
Those who have conquered the obstacles before them, whether personal or professional, have one thing in common. They never give up, and neither should you. And that's it, folks. That is what toughness is all about. And every time I speak to an angel family, I can see the toughness in their face. Even if you don't see it, I see it. You are far tougher than I will ever be, and you will be tougher than anyone else you will run across because of the adversity you've had to persevere through. I will leave you with one last quote from the great Teddy Roosevelt, my man, the president of the United States at the turn of the 20th century. He had a beautiful quote on courage. He said, quote, courage is not having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. Stay strong, angel families. You are the toughest people I know. God bless and have a beautiful day. Thank you.